Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Tweet at Drive Time RTE. We're going to return to our top story this evening. That's the new and improved Northern Ireland Protocol agreed this afternoon by the EU and the UK. And we're joined now by former Taoiseach Bertie Hearn to give us his reaction. And you're welcome, Bertie, to the programme this evening. Um, I know, as we were mentioning earlier, the full documentation supporting this agreement, which is very, very detailed, has only been published in the last hour or so. Uh, From what you've seen so far, what do you make of it? Yeah, well, what I, I tried to do, sir, is look at the, the parts that I thought were the, in the contentious ones. And, you know, it, it's, there's several hundreds of pages, so I accept everyone's going to have to read through them and get their legal advice. But certainly looking at the, uh, the points that were of difference, I think probably the first thing is that it's, it, it's wonderful that the European Union uh, and the UK government are back singing on the same hymn sheet. Uh, I think that's going to uh, remove a lot of the problems that we've had since January 2017 when Theresa May outlined the withdrawal positions in Lancaster House. So I think that's the first thing. Looking at the the points that were in contention, um, how we were going to deal with the trade issues that led to the sea border, uh, how we were going to make sure we know border across the Irish Sea, they have been dealt with. Um, We we knew that proposal about the the red and the green channels for some time, but from what I see, there's nothing new in, in, in the text on that. Mm. Um, and people will look at the legal issue. Um, the issues of sovereignty and the issues of uh, the active union, all, all those things, I think they were either dealt with by the Supreme Court or they were dealt with in the Good Friday Agreement. The one I was worried about how, how they were going to deal with it was the democratic deficit. And uh, I have to give full marks to the negotiators on that. I mean, it is a brilliant solution. Um, if anything, it, it gives uh, Stormont uh, the upper hand, it effectively gives them a veto, um, a permanent veto, because what happens is if there's a disagreement and they flag a disagreement straight away, um, that stops everything. This um, is the storm and it, break that's it's been called the storm, the storm and break, break. Which, was, which was to deal with the democratic deficit, which was a big thing with unionists. And uh, what it effectively means now is uh, it can't be reinstated. So say if they wanted to stop something, um, that is would be stopped once they flag it, and it can't be reenacted until there's agreement between the EU uh, and Stormont. So you know that deals with this issue. In it, it deals with it even in a stronger way than I thought unionists would even be looking for. Uh, well, I have some news on that actually. In, in the last short while, and Nicholas Watt yeah. from the BBC BBC's Newsnight program is saying that he has spoken to Ian Paisley, the DUP MP, and Ian Paisley has told Nicholas Watt that the Windsor framework, I quote, does not cut the mustard. It provides no basis for the DUP to go back into government and. Rishi Sunak needs to enter fresh negotiations with the EU. Uh, Nicholas Watt is reporting that Ian Paisley has dismissed that storm and break, which allows the Northern Ireland Assembly to block EU legislation if it has a lasting and big impact on Northern Ireland. Ian Paisley is saying the break is in the boot of the car, under the spare wheel and impossible to reach. Yeah, well, I've just finished reading it, and maybe he should do the same. Um, it, 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 is, it is an absolute cast iron um, break. Um, it, it couldn't be more uh, clear in, in ambiguous language. So um, I, I'm afraid um, if, 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 he, if they want to go back and renegotiate that, they, they'll end up with something 
uh, inferior. Um, it's as strong as a, a break as I, I could possibly. Could and possibly just, just a little more detail from what Nicholas Watt is reporting um, about Ian Paisley's concerns. Uh, he says he's concerned because Ursula von der Leyen talked about using the petition of concern in, Nor- in the Northern Ireland Assembly as a way to, to trigger the storm and break. And Ian Paisley is saying the UK government was supposedly abolishing it. The petition is triggered if 30 MLAs from at least two parties signed the petition and then that triggers a cross-community vote. Can you understand why he would be concerned about the petition of concern being used? I can understand the petition of concern, but I, I can I could understand the, the petition of concern. The petition of concern comes straight from the Good Friday Agreement, and if an, if a nationalist people were raising it because um, it, it as it's written, and I have to look at the the legal text of this. But it's not a cross-community concern. It says 30 MLAs. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be cross-community concern. I think it's from at least two parties. From two parties, but it doesn't say uh, from... It, 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 well, maybe it doesn't the legal test, but it doesn't say that it has to be um, unionist uh, and nationalist. I understand. Um, but so may, it could may, be, may, for example, the TUV and the UUP, yes, for example. Yes, yeah, yeah, because okay. we're looking at a position down the road and um, I think maybe nationalism may be something to say to say on that issue. But but let's see what's what's in the small text. On the other issue, and um, that I, I was concerned with, you know, how extensive uh, we we might be on Europe crossing over into uh, anything that wasn't single market rules. That seems to be dealt with as well. And um, Rishi Sunak made a point of saying that in this press conference um, that. The single market issues were the only areas uh, where European law will apply. Um, Ursula van Evans, they seem to say the same. So, um, you know, I think, and remember, that point wasn't even covered in the seven unionist tests. Mm. So, you know, the debate will go on, but um, I'm afraid um, from a a unionist point of view, uh, they will find it hard enough, I think, to punch holes in this. I, I have to, I, I've talked their, their side on a lot of these issues over the last few years um, because I said it's only fair that you have a discussion on these things but I think on the trading issues they're dealt with um, and I think of the storm and break uh, and you know so it, 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 it's, it's hard to see I think from a business point of view uh, it's a wonderful deal because it is dealt with the UK internal market issue, the island of Ireland's market issue applies and the single market issue applies for, for goods. So from Northern Ireland business, uh, it's really a good, a really a good deal. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what maybe our small things are in the detail, but certainly on the main points and I've had a, a chance of reading across this and I've been reading across this stuff for seven yeah. years. Um, it looks to be fairly strong. And yet, you know, a lot of speculation that the DUP, they might not have had sight of the document itself, but they would have been given a, a fairly good briefing before Rishi Sunak um, announced the deal today. That's speculation. Now, we don't know that for sure, but you would expect that they, they, there would have been an attempt to get them on side. Are you surprised to see that then from Ian Paisley, Junior? I, I, I think, un, un, unfortunately, um, Sarah, there is... Um, you know, I could have done the interview with you last week and told you what some people would say. And, you know, that's a pity that it's that way. I mean, Jim Allister was out. Mm. I, I hadn't got a chance of reading the first line that he was out making a statement. So, you know, that's what you have to deal with. But I, I think in, in, in fairness, um, how Ian Paisley can say that the storm and break uh, isn't a major success on their side 
uh, I don't get that. I, mean, I think if anyone reading it, um, it will will see that how, how strong it is. So, okay. you know, and how quickly that, then the do you it think is. It's, 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 this is going to go? Uh, some speculation from some of our guests earlier that they may wait um, for a couple of weeks, even a couple of months, at the DUP to to come out with the decision. I think this is there local European le- or local elections rather coming up um, in in Northern Ireland. Yeah, and that that's almost three months, and you know that could happen. But I, I I'd have to say that that would be regrettable. Um, uh, I I do agree that they have to, to they have to look at this carefully. They have to read it carefully. Uh, I think the uh, um, you you can see already your G people are coming out fairly strongly. Um, in, in favour of this baker, who was one of the big problems earlier on. Um, uh, about this has come out in favour of it. Uh, I, 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 I'm finding it hard to see where people can drag this out for months. May, maybe politically, they might find it's too mm. hard to go into an election. But, you know, Jim Mallister will make his arguments, but his his own Supreme Court have have ruled on, on, on the arguments that he's making about the active union. Um, uh, and I, I must say, I'm very involved with Queen's University. I think the horizon, the, the commitment that the president has given uh, on the horizon program will be a huge benefit to academia and science okay. and uh, industry and the north. So there's an awful lot of positives. And okay, okay over, over the next day, we'll read through the rest and see where the negatives are. But um, there's not many of them. As far as you're concerned. Okay, well, really interesting to hear your analysis on it. Bertie, before I let you go, um, you rejoined uh, the Fianna Fáil party. A lot to talk about that. A lot to talk about you potentially running for president. Um, I don't know if you saw the Irish Times Ipsos poll on Saturday saying 7% of people would definitely vote for you for a president, 13% would probably vote for you, and 51% definitely not. Would that sway your thoughts one way or another? No, no it won't sway my thoughts. What, what I've said... Um, Sarah and I, I, I'll continue to say it that normally presidential elections and the nomination um, of who runs comes up within a few months uh, of, and if you stretch that out to six months of the election. Uh, I think it's disrespectful to the present president. I'm a member of the Council of State for 26 years almost now to be even talking about the, the next presidential okay. election. And whenever that comes around, uh, if, 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 if I'm alive and well, which is my first concern, if I am alive and well, and then I'll answer that question. Okay. To be doing it, to be talking about it now is, is just a bit of nonsense to fill the newspapers. All right, Bertie Ahern, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Yeah.